This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because both have names. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. Now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica, and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, with beautiful brushes and a wonderful journal equipped and a very beautiful green sweater, co-host Amanda. I tried really hard. That was a <laughs> wonderful introduction. I feel really special to be here with you sharing this space today, talking about what we're talking about, geeking out about the shit, and that we're both wearing greens of some kind. What? What? It's yellow. What are you wearing? You said that I was wearing green, and I was like, it's kind of green. I, I guess. was wearing green. You said what the I fuck was is wearing wrong green. With I, I did. Yes. Oh my god, that's how how not working my brain is anymore. I need to. <laughs> I am not even colorblind. What the fuck? Uh, oh god. Chad agrees with me. Chad is saying that you definitely said I'm wearing green. I didn't green even and I'm like, question you. You like, could have said I, I mean, said it, your sweatshirt was pink, and I would have said, yeah, that sounds like something I would do just because. It's kind of like a greedy yellow, a yellowy green, like that, like. Is it yellow? Is it green? Is it so bright? No one actually. I was cares? actually I even know. looking at it when I said it. I don't know why I said green. I don't. I know. don't know why you say most of the things you say. So that is true. It's soon to be Christmas. We all need a freaking holiday, and that's 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 it. That's the thing. That's the. That's the plan. That time off. That's the plan. That's the that's the result. That's the everything. A really bright green. Green. Now Chad agrees with me too. It's very confusing. Is Chad that like agrees with you, but you don't agree thing? with you. <laughs> I don't agree with me. For me, it's yellow because I saw more of it before, and it was yellow. But it's yellow. My dad says it's green, though. I don't know. I don't know. Probably either. that's one of the things that changes a bit with the light. Hmm. I don't. I never agree with me, sight verb. Never. <laughs> And I'm like people say I said something. I'm like, sure, that's what happened. Like, did I? Sounds like me. Did? Sounds like me. Sounds like something weird. I that say that happen, often so. as well. I'm like, did I say that? That's really smart of me. Well, that that is something or I something, hardly something, ever say. <laughs> A lighting designer says taunt is what we need. I could turn the lights on, but they're awkward i don't like them they're way over there and also you sit in the window so it's not like you're super freaking dark or anything it's true it's true i yeah anyway how are you doing i'm good thanks i'm pre-stressed for my week but i'm fine how are you you're pre-stressed it's already tuesday i know so they're only I mean, you still have today left, so that's one that doesn't count for me anymore. So for me, there are only three days left in the week. Yeah. See, in one of my work teams, um, we are closing on Friday. 
And normally, like last year and the year before, we also closed for two weeks over Christmas. But we had like two to three weeks that we were getting extra work. Um, that okay. we would Because like the work isn't stopping. We're just doing it in advance. And we had like mm-hmm. two to three weeks to do all this extra work. Except for some reason, we're only getting the extra work now. And I'm like, anyone okay. all done for Friday? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so oh, that's, God. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Okay, I see. Okay, I see why you're pre-stressed for that, for sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> let's, let's just hope it's all going to go down well. That'll be fine. They will be fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, if there's one meme in 2020 that's still valid, it's the it's fine meme. Mm-hmm. So. That's that. But it's going to work out well. Yeah, it's fine. If I'm dead, you'll know why. <laughs> exactly (laughs) but you won't be because we need to record things still yeah so what are we talking about today we are talking about the queen's gambit because number one we're still in tabletop rpg month and we thought it's oddly fitting um, because it's a tabletop game and the series the mini series actually on netflix was actually really cool like, I didn't think I would ever become obsessed with a TV show about chess. And yet here we are. Like, what is this a 2020 thing? Like, what else can 2020 throw at us? Or is it just like, this is where we all are in our lives, where a TV show about chess is actually the best thing we've seen all year? I don't know if I would go that far. That is the best thing I've seen all year. But it's pretty good. Like, it's... it's and honestly, the actress... She can just sit there and I will look at her for two hours. Yeah. Because it's unbelievable what kind of grace this person has. And I don't know, too pretty. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, there's just something about her where it's just like, how can you be actual human? How can you, how 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 can can something like you exist in the world? Yeah, it's almost like otherworldly beautiful and graceful and yeah yeah there's something just eerily beautiful about her yeah and i don't know I don't, and she's not really doing loads of things and she's often quite awkward too but the way i don't know it's something about it that's super about her that's just fascinating mm-hmm and I mean, but like, it's not about what she looks like in general, but it's about something different. What it is? It, what is it about, Amanda? Her ta- oh, was that too f- talent? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you asking me? <laughs> what is the Queen's Gambit about? Oh, I thought we were still talking about <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy here. For I was like, um, it's about her talent. She's a very <laughs> talented actress. Um, so the Queen's I Gambit. Saw- is about we follow the story of Beth Harmon, who was orphaned at the tender age of nine. She's a prodigious introvert who discovers and masters the game of chess in the 1960s USA. But child stardom comes at a price. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She basically immediately that's the second she gets into the orphanage. There is this one uh, girl who is 
telling her about the ins and outs of the meds that they're getting there. And in the 1960s, they tranquilized all the kids in orphanages, basically. And that's the meds that she then gets. And the girl that she meets there, what's her face again? What's her name? Jolene? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> she tells her that she should just stack stack those green pills and basically then um, decide to take them in the evening because that's when it's more fun to, to, to take them. And unfortunately, she really enjoys um, those meds and it develops a nice, nice addiction to the green pills. Mm-hmm. And... Um... Along with her addiction to the green pills, she discovers that she can use them to help her self-concentrate, focus, and play through chest moves. Chest moves. I said chest and that made me laugh. Um, chest <laughs> moves. Uh, kind of like visualizing the pieces moving on a gigantic chessboard from on a, the ceiling, which is really mm-hmm. trippy. Um but it's, it's cool. It's really trippy. It's really trippy. I was like, wow. It looks fascinating, though. Mm-hmm. Like when, when, when the, the, how the camera and how the animation basically puts it together, it's just interesting to look at also, I find. I think they've done a gr- great job with that. She initially learns chess from the janitor in the orphanage, so it's not something that she acquires because of what the orphanage does for her but because she went, goes down and washes or some sponges or cleans some sponges and there she finds the janitor and the janitor they're is playing sponges, chess. they're like chalk erasers and you have got to go and clap them that's you what we would have called them. sponges in school you call those sponges gosh is weird we have sponges that we clean the whiteboard with these aren't sponges they've got like a hard wooden bit and then they've got like these um felt kind of thing not felt kind of like felt but it does what sponges do but you don't get them wet whereas like she cleans them either way by clapping them (laughs) if she's clapping them or if she's wiping them making them wet is absolutely irrelevant for the story (laughs) she cleans whatever the chalkboards are cleaned with next to the janitor it doesn't matter if that's a sponge that's wet that she washes out or if she's clapping this felty whatever thing it is called (laughs) but sure then it's a felty thing (laughs) oh god These are the important cultural differences that we really need to talk about on Geek Herring, though. Yeah, of course. And let's, like, have an episode, the Christmas episode. We can talk about felts or sponges. What are you going with? (laughs) That's how we end 2020 with. Whether you're wet or dry. (laughs) I personally would like to end 2020 wet. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, besides besides 
the sponge discussion because we're actually talking about chess now. <sighs> Let's hope Tom is out of quarantine by then, yes. <laughs> the look on Amanda's face, I'm sad that the podcast people can't see it right now. <laughs> it's desperate. That's a time spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> She's just gonna... <laughs> Oh my god, what is this episode again? This time we can't even blame everyone. It's fully uh, self-made. I just don't understand how this is possible. We're talking about the Queen's Gambit. How do we get dirty <laughs> like this? That's because you started with the sponge and the felt discussion. <sighs> you can draw lots of sponges. <laughs> yes. So the janitor so teaches Beth her. <laughs> learns how to play chess from a very reluctant Mr. Scheibel, the janitor. But he immediately sees this. She's quite skilled with it and she's like so starts to get super obsessed with chess. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to teach her at first because chess isn't for girls. And I think that that's a really important thing to bring up. That is true. But she was relentless and she was really good, turns out. Because she then immediately, as soon as she like, started to catch a few things that he was doing, she started to play chess on in her head on the ceiling with the trip shit she was on with her meds, basically. Yeah, that, that happened. And then Mr. Scheibel brings in um, a friend from the chess club of a nearby high school who takes Beth to play chess like against all of the teenage players on the chess club and she of course whips all their asses and and they're old boys all boys she's like the only old boys. girl woman who plays chess at all in in this game really her in this tv show really I mean we at the beginning when she goes to her first tournament um, she's playing against one girl but she wipes her ass mm-hmm. basically that's not how you say it um she <laughs> she wipes her ass right here first <laughs> she didn't actually wipe her ass but she, she wiped the board with her ass pawns or whatever <laughs> also not with her ass with a sponge <laughs> With a wet one or a felty one. I hope in Ooh. this moment it was a fel- uh, wet sponge. Mm. I mean, maybe. Oh, God, Amanda wants a felty one. Oh, my God, the cultural disagreement disagreements today about wet and felty sponges in whatever areas is unreal. Yep. Peter mentions that they actually talk about how they aren't really girls. How there aren't really girls. Yes, there are not really girls. So they have this separate... They always put the... When there are girls, they always put those two girls together in hopes they kind of kick themselves out in a way. And then only they would have moved them over to the men's division. And then Beth already has kicked some serious ass at that time. Mm-hmm. Makes me curious, like, if they hadn't segregated the girls basically to play against each other, so then it would eliminate the girl competition down to one no matter what like if they had split them up and had like the two girls against like boys basically men what would happen um would there have been two girls progressing in the competition then interesting i mean maybe i mean we saw her again like in the later stage and Mm -hmm. i suppose yeah she was just like 
really impressed by Beth, I think. Hmm. It's kind of cool. Is that an actually stupid question? Real story? I was wondering that all the time. I didn't look it up. Ah. Um, I don't think so. I don't think it was a true story. Otherwise, Sad. IMDb would have said, like, based on a true story. Um, yeah, but they I would have do... probably said that in the series, too. Yeah, but I do think Sad that... Sad time fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have been here for it if it were real. I mean, Definitely. maybe not for the drugs, but that could have been added in the based on reality air quotes thing so yeah <clears throat> and then it's based she... on a book it's yeah. based on the book by walter tevis of the same name nice so there you go you can read that too if you want to rather read it instead of watch 10 episodes then go ahead and do that if you're a reader mm-hmm. there's only seven episodes sorry Seven. Maybe I got distracted with the trailers then. Maybe. Um, but yeah, like it's really interesting um, the way that this is connected, like so heavily connected for Beth between like drugs and family and friendship and um, belonging as well, I think. Um, mm. Like it brought up a lot of different issues for me. But the biggest theme for me for this entire fil- film, uh, may as well be this miniseries, was friendship friendship mm-hmm. i mean something that you really notice compared to a lot of other series that is going on is that it's not very sexually explicit like there are moments when she has interactions with with people but it's not ridiculously over sexualized in that sense and it doesn't really matter much for the story like kind of at all like it it makes it it's in one like of course it it doesn't really depend on whether or not they do have sex whether or not the how their relationship pans out of course it has an influence but it's not the most important thing about this entire of of all her relationships it's not the fact that she has or has not had sex within with someone it's always around chess it always focuses around chess in whatever way yeah, the sex um, for Beth, I think, was just kind of like, yeah, I had sex with him. And I story, mean, with like... one, with one, she said, "Oh, that's what it's supposed to <laughs> <Yeah>. feel like." <laughs> so, like, yeah. Which again, kind um, of indicative of sex in the sixties, seventies, sixties. Yeah. It was for men. So I think the first one really tried. Me. What? I said it was uh, sex was like really focused on the man for a very long time yeah uh pony in chat says to be fair she was underage for the most part of the series yeah well, that didn't stop her from taking drugs that too and also as soon as she was basically adopted she was like what 15 16 mm. was she and that then old it when progressed she was rather quickly i rec- there was this scene where she she was standing with the with the um counselor or no with the woman of the orphanage basically when they were talking about how old she is and they made her say that she's 13 even though she know she knew that she wasn't 13 oh, so yeah, i think she, she was wanted older, to say she's right. like 15 or something and so they kind of um um under the false pretense that she's 13 she, they adopted her i don't i mean in, and don't necessarily think they would have stopped them from adopting her anyway um but and I think then it was like what a year or so. So and until she had sex, she was I'm sure eighteen or whatever. 
Mm. Because then the time progressed really quickly, I think. Yeah, I think as it soon did as she go went yeah. quickly, but she um it says on IMDb that um by the age of 16 she was competing in the US Open Championship, so like it was fairly like she was still quite young when she was doing like that. But that wasn't when she immediately the what the US Open? Yeah. And I guess that that's mm. the one that she met um you scroll back up to get his name um that's when she would have met um Billy? not really the other one um benny not benny the one that she actually liked what was his name dl towns oh. towns Oh, but but there was nothing. There's nothing going. Has no, nothing no, going on. Nothing was going on. But like that's when she met him already, and like it was kind of getting. But what, that's also. It? I don't think that was se- yes secret or not secret, because the the other person. I don't want to say it out loud now because we're in spoiler territory now. <laughs> so um, we come back to that in a bit and mention it that that we're in spoiler territory. Then so far I think we're fine. Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking about the first one that she beat. Mm-hmm. That was actually where she, the the one with the teeth. The one with the teeth. The one who fixed his teeth in the end. The one she beat in the first game, or she didn't beat him. Mm. The one that the she... one that moved in with her basically for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, I know what you mean about the teeth now. Sorry, I was just like... What are you actually talking about? It clicked in now, I get it. Yes, the one with the teeth. Um, Harry. Was it Harry? The one that moved in with her for a while was Harry. I forgot all the names already. I've got IMDb open. But I also can't can't acknowledge, can't can't recognize what color your shirt is, so that's where my brain is at. Beltic, exactly. Beltic is the name. I was like, I'm constantly thinking Belkin, but that's I knew that that was the brand for Apple products. So I'm like, what the fuck? No, that's not it. Something with B, but what is it? Harry Beltic. Beltic, yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much, Galaxy Blooms. The very first champion, exactly. But she met Townsend there already when she was younger. And she won won the competition. And then her adopted... To her mother her basically her, the mother who adopted her then noticed that that's where the money can come in and then basically f- didn't force her she nurtured her and her chess obsession basically more because she also saw that she had the skill number one and it also meant money um, that could have that they could use for the their home basically because of what her husband decided to do basically mm-hmm. yeah do you want to just like go in like put the spoiler warning here so that we can actually yes. talk about this less cryptically. Cool. Yes, let's okay. do that. Cool. Spoilers from here on out. Okay. Um, if so... you haven't watched this, don't listen to this and see you next week. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So Beth's adopted mother um, was it Alma. Was that her name? She. Yeah, I think so. Like she, she you say that she kind of encouraged Beth to go to all these chess competitions and like yes I think that happened but I also think it was for very much the wrong reasons like she didn't really care about Beth's success it was more like the 
way to fund their lifestyle that she was used to for like drink and and sedatives and so that she didn't really have to do too much like I felt like it was quite abusive I think it that's what I initially like I I that's what I initially thought when I was like at the beginning of everything um I do think that that's that's what she first saw like she she saw the money she saw that um that's a way how they can stay afloat because she wasn't getting any money anymore from her husband because he wanted to divorce her so all she had was the house and nothing else and no idea how to even make money or how to do anything right so she saw the money in what Beth was doing and was 100% behind the idea that Beth can can basically fund whatever what you said like can fund their lifestyle can fund their house can fund whatever and they can travel as well but I think as time moved on I do think that they actually developed like this this mother-daughterly situation because when you looked at their relationship going forward she told her a lot about what 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 was going on with Jess and obviously she wasn't always interested but she was there a lot like she was there a lot she was with her a lot and I think we only then saw she was there for her in important moments uh, except the time when she couldn't be anymore basically I agree with with Pony that at some point the mother had a lot of respect for Beth before she got really into her drinking problem and then she kind of lost everything. Yeah, I do think that it did evolve into like a level of respect and maybe awe as well for what her what Beth was capable of doing. But there was definitely at the start, I think it was very much for the wrong reasons. Like it was like, oh, you can make money doing this. Like, let's just suck the life out of this. Like, do whatever it takes for you to bring in some more money. Yes. However, I also think that just because something started out as not necessarily good doesn't mean that it cannot become something good. And I do think at the very end they had something really good between the two of them, which both of them needed. So I think uh, Beth needed the support a lot from her and she gave her the support and she also kind of mothered her to the best of her abilities which she which for Beth obviously was something she never had so I do still think that Alma was the best mother that for Beth in her life in that moment even though it started off um, from something super um, selfish but I mean adopting her was also a selfish move in the end it wasn't because she wanted to give someone a home but because basically her husband wanted to give her something to play with in a way to give her some something to do in her life other than playing the piano and I still think she she saw in the end I know she's at the beginning she saw the money but I do think she saw the potential that she had and then nurtured that potential a lot more than anybody else in Beth's life did before. So I do think even though it started out with 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 bad intentions, I do think everything changed into something where both of them depended a lot on each other, both of them trusted each other a lot, and both of them wanted something very good for each other, and that's also why she was so wasn't just taking it lightly when when Alma passed away as well. Mhm. Um yeah, I agree with 
like everything that you're saying but i would also say like when you say she gave her gave her a lot and and she really encouraged her i'm like and she also gave her a drinking problem <laughs> like when she i mean kind that of, which she also had in she the also beginning. had like, she yeah, also well, was running on the drugs before mm-hmm. like it's not that she wasn't prone to addiction anyway i'm not saying that it's great that she encouraged her to drink but i also don't think that she was aware how prone um Beth generally was to drink so much or take so many meds because Mm -hmm. that's not something that she saw her do I don't in fact you only ever saw Alma drunk and never really Beth not in in not in her not when they were together yeah I guess the only time that they really saw that like we really saw Beth like super messed up from drink is when like after Alma did die and like she was back in the house on her own and just mm-hmm. completely fell apart. I mean, you also saw it in the orphanage before. Yes. And it then obviously became and it was constantly mentioned. It was mentioned by Beltic that she is taking too many meds. It was mentioned by Benny um and Pony mentions in chat that the addiction, um, they went for the recurring theme, the genius comes with some sort of downside often. And I do think that's kind of, um, that I do agree with that, that peop- that that's what they went for as well, because mm-hmm. they also showed her mother who was also obviously a very smart woman, considering she had like a PhD written in, in the fifties, I suppose, sixties, fifties for women that was huge. Mm-hmm. So she must and, have like, been her also, innate like, talent with the piano as well, but she could only play it when nobody was watching or when it was just for fun. Oh no, I mean her actual mother. Oh sorry, her actual mother. Sorry, that we're talking yeah. about. So Alma the, again. the birth mother. No, the birth. No, the genius theme. Genius comes with a downside. Was definitely a theme in mm-hmm. the, in the series because of her birth mother also being like, apparently super smart but having having mental health issues a lot. So yeah. she becomes awesome and amazing and starts to travel the world because she's epic and she's really, really good at chess and beats almost everyone. Except for the Russian. And occasionally the one, some people that she draws with that she wants to beat. Mm-hmm. But then they become really good friends and really good influences for her life. Yeah. Partly. Were you like, um, that's a little boy from Love Actually and now he's old and he is like what? a dirty the Benny Watts was the little boy from Love Actually and um, oh I know I know and I'm like like, you look so weird and big (laughs) you're big and also you're like a really grungy chess cowboy (laughs) what's going on here (laughs) I know I was like why did they why did did they make you look like this and why do you have such like the knife in the pocket and the cowboy hat and you were so adorable and so cute when you were younger and now you're this it took Bungie me a very long cowboy. time That's, to like, get used to this. Don't I didn't get get it. I was like, okay, but really, why? This is interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but I I actually really liked his character. Um, <gasps> oh my god, Galaxy Bloom. Who was he again? No, Harry was- Melling, who played Harry Beltek. That was um, Dudley Dursley was in Harry Potter. <gasps> oh no, I didn't recognize that. But now that you say it, I'm like, oh yes, of course. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird, oh. right? Because you're like, Dudley Dursley was so 
not like that and and like really overweight probably wearing a fat suit or something and then like just harry melling as harry beltek is just like quite a nice looking guy and you're like oh wow i i can't even i didn't even ring a bell that the guy looked familiar or anything you're so funny oh it's like dudley need to never glow up yeah basically i mean it doesn't matter to me whether or not he was fat or not. He was just an annoying piece of shit um, in 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 HP. So that's why I'm like, that's what makes you more of a twat. Um, mm-hmm. But he had such a nice role and such a warm role, I find. And he was just really like, he really, really cared for her. Mm-hmm. And it was like such a nurturing, encouraging role that he had. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like he really did love her. Oh, I I think so too. I think who so too. she was, not her chest talent. Like yeah. that was part of it. But I think that the love was actually for Beth Harmon, the person, yeah. not Beth Harmon, yeah. the chess prodigy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I also think for the sixties, I do think the portrayal of him was really not predatory. Like mm-hmm. he he was. Like they, 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 they made him a really nice role, which was mainly supportive and nurturing and, 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 and being there for her and all, all that and giving her the space that she needed when she like needed it and not being like the, the guy who was just out to get her in her pants, basically. I mean, in the end, he did get in her pants, but, uh, but that was very, I, f- I felt that did that kind of respect in a very respected way like respective no that's the wrong wrong word but respectful thank you very much yeah i think that was kind of a recurring theme throughout all of the men that she encountered in the chess tournaments is that they seem to all really like beth Harmon, for beth Harmon, not Mm. like her her chess skills like there was yeah okay people are like oh she's really talented blah 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 but the people that she really connected with like benny watts and harry beltek and even borgoff in a way like there was like a respect for beth Harmon the person and like genuine care for her the person like i even even with with um with borgoff like i i felt like there was more than just like a respect for her chess skills like they were like seemed like he liked her as a person and like felt almost fatherly towards her i'm wondering though if that's something because they're all in the same field so it doesn't be it's not and they have all been in the position of being the best in the field at one point so they Mm -hmm. know what it's like to to be looked at for just that skill that you have and the outside world obviously is treating you only for that one skill that you have so when you're with people who share the same skill even though there are like people who are better than you or worse than you or whatever it's easier to see them as 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 humans um because you've been through that as well and you know what it is like Mm -hmm. that's a really good point actually Pony saying the way we applaud men for being decent human beings, the bar is that low. You're right. You're right. It is, it's just, though, sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, but kind of, yeah. <laughs> also, we also have to, I think, really be 
take the historical placement of this entire thing into account. And in the 60s, things were really rough and different than it is now. Like it feels like they glowed up the entire if I, I do think if it would have been historically accurate, if that if, if it would have been an historical situation, things would have looked really different. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she basically had, besides the guy that she had had sex with for the first time, like all of the other people, they were super respectful. All the, mm-hmm. the other men in her life, they were mostly really respectful with her and around her and that's it was never really like sex wasn't really a big topic in this entire series no one place where i think that the bar was actually kind of exactly where it probably should have been in the 60s was um alma's ex-husband um who oh yeah oh it was just like typical man husband who really just wanted to give his wife something to keep herself entertained but when that got too hard he was just like peace out I don't even uh, did he find that that's something I didn't quite get did he find a new wife because that wasn't really something that we could actually see so did he just leave her so he left her or did he leave her if there was another woman but there was definitely like he went traveling for business and just kind of never came back because life was too hard yeah what a twat yeah it just felt like 60s behavior to me (laughs) yeah i mean probably still sometimes 2020 behavior unfortunately but i mean especially difficult because women in the 60s were not really like working for themselves and making an income and making a living for themselves so surviving on the their own on was just also kind of out of this world and and almost impossible so i think that's also the reason why alma then saw the potential in beth and and used her for that but what else were they supposed to do really mm-hmm. yeah like when you just kind of some your husband up and leaves like i mean yeah. i i get it like it still sucks the way that it happened um and like the way that i guess society was that you know that was the way that Alma had to respond like well she didn't mm. have to but that that seemed like the best way out was to like ride on the coattails of Beth um mm. but I mean it still it worked out for them but well yeah <laughs> Beata wants to point out that 60s women were already working before they had kids it's true but she clearly was not one that was working mm-hmm. otherwise she, she would have been working yeah she was uh, and they wouldn't have found a toy for her to play with a toy (laughs) toy being a child (laughs) toy being a child yeah for sure i mean still in the end it's uh, probably best to get kids out of orphanages if you care for them somewhat well even if you want them for your own entertainment um but that's basically what they tried anyway so get their own kid and didn't happen so that's why they picked one up from the orphan picked one up it sounds like they bought one but it looked very like a very quick process in the it end it was a super quick process yeah yeah it's not that quick anymore so i hear <laughs> yeah no no um not at all i also like when it became really bad for beth um and like she was very unable to care for herself and like after Elma died and she went through like her pretty pretty big depression as you would natural um and like going through her like 
becoming basically an alcoholic. And then Jolene from the orphanage shows up in her life again. And like, I just love that she showed up and was like, you know what? We're going to get through this together. Like she even gives her the freaking money to go to Russia and st- or was it Paris that she'd give the money for? And it was just like, this is some- Russia. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure which Maybe one it was. So she gives her a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And like, just really is that overarching theme for me of friendship, like always being there to pick you up when you're at your lowest points. Um, Mm. Pony believes that Jolene was the catalyst in it all and I can totally I can totally see how Jolene is the catalyst like she started out everything by telling Beth about the blue drugs and like save them and get a high and then like just she's such her own person as well like she was not okay with basically anything going on in the school and her in the orphanage school school orphanage um like, I think that there was a lot there that we could probably have a whole episode about, like, Jolene with lots of uh I did done. read an article that didn't, um, wasn't very, not support, like, they basically described Jolene as this token black woman that just comes into the show that is not, not, her own character is not properly developed in the story. Like, you don't see loads from her or know loads about her and then she you don't see her for the almost the entire rest of the series until she suddenly shows up and helps like is that savior for beth um who on her own right did never reach out to her so there wasn't really um so they they i need to find it again i don't know where it is hang on and i think yeah she just showed up and they didn't you didn't see them have any contact whatsoever I mean, like, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, But I don't think that that's unique to Jolene. Like, Beth didn't really make a point of reaching out to anybody. Um, It was everybody was always reaching out to her. um, Because, and I think, like, this comes, probably stems from, you know, her, her mother did die she was in an orphanage and then she went um and lived with alma and then she died like she was used to being abandoned and like yes there could have been more julian in the story but there also could have been more benny there also could have been more beltic there there could have been a lot more of everybody and it was those people reached out to beth beth never reached back out to anyone like it was um i think there was a lot of self-preservation there for beth um and yeah so i like i totally see what you what you're saying but i don't think Mm -hmm. that it's specific to jolene i think that it was like in the entire overarching another overarching theme of the entire queen's gambit i will just also post the link in chat because i found it now um so it says the queen's gambit's end game marred by the blatant tokenization of jolene Pony agrees with me and says the same thing would apply to Harry. He just tracked her and showed up at her door, Mm. which is exactly what happened. And that's happened with Jolene as well. Once Beth is adopted, Jolene vanishes until the final episode to help Beth make it to Russia and make sure she goes to the funeral of her mentor. As a sole black character, while charming, thanks to Ingram, um, it is just unpleasant to watch Jolene talk like a weird black exploitation character in a show that doesn't touch on race at all outside of her. The world we see of Chess is overwhelmingly white, which as someone who grew up with uh, up watching old black men and old men of all races in the parks play chess, 
doesn't ring true to me. Uh, but even putting aside for a number of reasons, it it makes Jolene's magical negro appearance, uh, negro reappearance, cringe. That's the reason why they, it was. Um, she questioned Jolene's uh, showing up there and basically being the token black woman, black person that in a show that's then predominantly white. But yes, I do agree with what you're saying that Beth is obviously not very socially inclined very well. Like, I'm not even saying that. I'm just, she's probably a huge introvert and doesn't necessarily need a lot of people around her um, when she has the right people around her. Um, is obviously they reach out to her and she 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 pulls from them too i think like she needs them occasionally and they they help her and she knows that she needs them in a way and the only person i think she really has this obvious contact and connection with is townsend which is but also the relationship relationship that i don't understand really like why yeah. he's so important to her in her life yeah, I didn't quite get that as well. I think like there was that little flirtation at the very beginning. And I also felt like he was a lot older than her, um, which is probably what some of that attraction was for her because she f saw this like older man who had some kind of some kind of vested interest in her. And like that made him extra appealing because he was like older and dangerous. And that seemed to be like kind of the stuff that got Beth going was the, that little bit of danger. I'm not saying I don't that know if um, she was that Towns so... was danger, but I think compared to a lot of other men in all the competitions that she was at, I actually think Towns was the least terrifying one, like the least the person who I would have been the least scared of, mm -hmm. um, because he was like just very warm and at the beginning a bit fatherly to her actually, um, and that's where I'm like. Okay, I can see maybe that that's what a tr what kind of attracted her him her to him because of how he was taking care of her and he was making sure that she's getting through it and that's something that she never really had like this fa manly figure in her life. Oh well, besides the janitor, um, besides Scheibel, but he was not very warm compared to Townsend, who was really warm to her. And mm -hmm. then they met again and it was all of a sudden like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Like we, uh, like as if they've been friends forever, which they haven't been. They've just met each other ages ago. And that was just always a weird situation for me. Like every other relationship that she had, they kind of worked on that transition from not knowing each other well to knowing each other better. But with Townsend, it was, he was taking care of her and he was like, well done kid and then the next time they met they were like oh my god we see each other again and then they almost hook up with each other until they you find out that he's actually gay which i also found find such a weird moment at that moment because he was if i would have been in her shoes i would have thought he is obviously hitting on me i seem to have missed the whole thing about towns being gay like i actually don't recall that <laughs> at all <laughs> You didn't? What? I, oh, God. So Townsend, when they met for Towns. the second time... Towns. For, when they met for the second time at this competition, mm -hmm. he took pictures. He was the journalist was, for this... Yeah, he was in her bedroom taking the sexy pictures of Beth. He was in his... They were in his bedroom. Sorry, taking the sexy pictures of Beth. Exactly. And in that moment, a guy comes in 
and into their into his bedroom mm -hmm. and they were very friendly with each other and they were a couple were they yes because Does they also it ever say it afterwards. That? right okay that's like super subtle like so subtle that i missed it because like in that moment um like i i was it was very much like and then she immediately left the room like... but why would why do you think she left the room so fast because she realized how uncomfortable it was that this man that was like 10 years older than her was like taking super sexy pictures i of her. don't know see that's... she was ready for it and she never once was she creeped out because it was always she was always driving that kind of she was so into it mm -hmm. exactly it was like boyfriend walks in on them taking sexy photos awkward yeah that was it was way too subtle for me i totally missed that like 100 percent missed that putting my hands because up otherwise it wouldn't have made it and never once she was so ready she was she would have been she, that that's what she want like that's what i saw like she was ready for that and that the reason that she backed out of it for me was because she saw that he's actually in a relationship with a man and then she ran away and then they never talked again yeah i don't know that it never even occurred to me because like the if that was the boyfriend that walked in he was just kind of like all right you you two carry on then like he didn't if it was the boyfriend would you not have been pissed off would you not have been like oh my god if you god, know that like... your partner is gay why would you if you're secure about your sexuality you're not terrified if someone else is um doing something with a person that you know they're not actually attracted to no like i get i, I mean get that's that, how i would see like, it it just it just never occurred like uh, that like over my head yeah he said something yes i know it was something that was that kind of showed that they are very familiar with each other I'm not arguing that he's not gay i'm just saying it no i also read it up on it because like, i was like is he now what Didn't that, even the reason why i was questioning my what i saw was because he was so apparently into her in that moment and yes the dude was almost like he was he was without a yeah. top, but he was down at the pool, wasn't he? So you don't really wear a top to the pool. No, I don't. I don't know. I, it wasn't. It wasn't just that. It was the entire interaction. It was not just because he was topless. It was everything. It was the confidence he walked in with. It, it was how he talked to him. It was was how he didn't give a flying fuck that he is just there, kind of flirty, flirty with someone and taking pictures pictures with someone. It was a. It was a a safety that that I only see in relationships, kind of, you know. A safety yeah, and how they talk with each fair. other. Yeah. It's something that I was... Yeah, I mean, like like I say, I'm not arguing about it. I'm just, like, I didn't see it. That's all that I'm saying is that I, it yeah. didn't, I didn't see it. But then, then this entire story is still super fucking weird with, with, with towns because they meet, they have a far fatherly thing, then they meet again after years where she's older and then suddenly it seems to be something. Then this Im Im immediately breaks up because she notices something or whatever. He she notices he's gay or 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 there is something that kind of splits that up which is not super obvious. And then they talk, don't talk again for years and then they meet again and then they're super excited to see each other again. And then it's mostly friendship in the end. And I'm like, this is so confused. Like, I don't see, there was, there is nothing, like there is no progress. There is just jump, jump, jump from one to the next. No, I don't, I don't mean like I shouldn't have a romantic connection. Just like, 
if something like if for example when she had the relationship with harry beltic like it just kind of ended and she moved on to like benny watts and like there was just i don't know maybe it was just so superficial that there was and, and by superficial i mean whether that was superficial within like the way that beth viewed the relationships or whether it was the way that it was filmed so we didn't actually get as much like insight into all of her actual feelings about it but it felt like she just kind of hopped to the next like friendship or romantic relationship i think the time zone um is like the timeline is very confusing and jerry uh jerry gary also says um it's almost as if we missed so much of those two characters story it just seems so jump just seemed to jump around so much and mm-hmm. it's that that's why i'm thinking because for me the timeline of this entire thing wasn't very clear like i wasn't sure how much time has passed has passed between the sections of the thing right so so and i wasn't a, i don't think that was super obvious like when you watched it all in one go like you were like how much time did pass now like you look much older but how much older are you actually and you couldn't see it from anyone else just because she looked a bit more adult that was all so you mm-hmm. couldn't really tell was it like two three four five years that have has passed since then and and also just because they then jumped mainly from one chess tournament to the next tournament you did, there was no overlap really on 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 this entire relationships that that, that they had going on basically and you then didn't really know what what was even happening yeah i think like that um the portrayal and the passing of time was something that wasn't super touched on um to kind of help clear up the timeline <laughs> Yeah. Unless, like, you know exactly what year all the, or what month and what year all the chess tournaments were, were played on. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. I think that's also the reason why I think the, the relationship seems so jacked and seems like so back and forth, jumpy, jumpy, number one, because she's not very socially she's not one who's like super warm she's probably again very introverted and and not one who is actively looking for relationships with people what of whatever kind like is it friendship she i think she she pulls from them when she has them but she's not one to go out mainly obviously i'm pretty sure because of what she has been going through in her life like people in her life that she loves come and go so so uh, if you've experienced what she has experienced in her life, then I'm sure that nobody would actively try to um, figure out, find other people to share their life with. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that, that, that you don't need them. And I think yeah. that's what we saw most of the time, that people cared about her and looked out for her. But then when they went, it was like, move on and walk on, basically. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, I mean, I, did you cry during the last episode? Because I 100% did. I don't know. I was more, I don't, I didn't, cr- I don't think I cried. I found it super, <laughs> I found it super empowering. Like it was so fascinating to watch. And I think what I loved about it is that she figured out that she can do what she can do without the drugs. Mm-hmm. And she can do it so well. And that everybody, it was an entire, they were all so respectful with her. And that just made me all warm and fussy inside, basically. It was the way that, like, Benny and Beltic kind of brought all of these, like, people from her chess life together. 
into Benny's apartment and they were all there on the phone with her giving her like that boost of confidence that she really needed and that like mm. that mm. assurance that she can do that like and be and win the competition without the drugs and like I don't know it was just seeing them all together and it was like I'm here I'm here too hi I'm here too and mm. I was just like <laughs> yeah Uh, (laughs) like I just broke I was like I can't this is such a heartwarming story of friendship and like sticking with somebody Mm. even through the darkest times and helping them like encouraging them and reassuring them and like being there for them for me the one who was really the one who pulled with through with her in her darkest times was actually Beltic because everybody else kind of either dropped her at some point or was never really in her life for very long like towns wasn't really like he just came and then was this knight in a shining armor who gave her the last in-person confidence for some reason without having like proper i don't know for me it wasn't like it was a weird fucking relationship and that's why i was like mind fucking each other and that means so much more sometimes than like physically but they weren't what mind fucking each other. You mean that they had sex with each other in their head or they were playing chess in their head? Both. I don't know. I don't know. I think she had a deeper chess relationship with Benny, for example. Like he um, would he yeah, was her Benny equal Beltic, in a had, lot like, of ways. Oh yeah. Um Benny was the one who was driving her chess chess skills forward. Towns was just there for me, was just there because it was only that she was longing for him so much that's it i don't necessarily think he was longing for her so much but she was longing for him so much but other than that for me there was no relationship whatsoever they just then like if there wasn't something romantic there from him though why did he go all the way to russia like he had to pull he's also a journalist yeah but even then like it's not that super easy to get into russia in the 60s but the his the he was writing for a chess journal, he was writing for a they, chess they, journal. They brought that up though in the show. Like they, she said, like, how did you even get here? Like, why did you do this? Like, it was it was quite a big deal that he was able to come from America to Russia. I don't know. I don't think it's so. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because I have no hollow. That for me, it was a hollow relationship with. There was just big fanfare and not a lot else. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't founded on anything because there was nothing. For me, I didn't see anything that was that r- would uh, um, that would necessarily. So there was nothing of, of no foundation that would f- justify that outcome for me. That would justify his importance in her life for me. None. Um, Beltic tried really hard. Everybody was supporting her, but Beltic was the one who who showed up at her door like Beltic was putting in so much work for her and not only for her chest but for her mm-hmm. um for her to be be a better person for her to not basically kill herself in the midst of all the things she's passionate about his main concern was not that she burns herself out and she worked uh, he worked for that to to meet up to meet her to to check in with her to make sure she's all right he was doing actual labor work benny was doing the chess work for her she was he was like trying to to make her a better chess player he was he was teaching her all the things he knows and towns was just showed up popped off showed up popped off showed up 
popped off. They didn't even mm-hmm. say bye in the end. Like, what the fuck is that? He just True. smiled and whatever. And for me, there was no, it was, he was very good looking. That's it. Period. Yeah, it's like, actually, as you're saying this, I feel like each of the characters in Beth's life played like a very specific role in helping her grow as a person. Um, like and helping her like they all nurtured a completely different part of her mm. um, like her 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 mother or adoptive mother Alma kind of nurtured that addictive part of her um, like you say Benny nurtured the chest part of her um, Beltic nurtured the like the, the real part of Beth like they all kind of brought something else something in they, they all helped flesh out one of the many like sides of beth does that make sense like mm-hmm. but there wasn't really one character that was all round and brought out like did all sides of it i yes i agree with what you're saying and Beatrice says, let's be honest, our first crushes are usually like that, right? Like that, yes, yes. But I also don't, won't see my crush now, 20 years later, and be all like, oh my God, I'm so glad I saw you. Because I'm aware that that's how my 17, 16 year old brain worked. So I'm like, and I know that they have not influenced my life in a way that I'm like, I don't but know. But I think like, the time span that passed in the Queen's Gambit, I think it was like maybe other than like once she was adopted by Alma, like I think it was really only five or six years time span. Like it wasn't 20 years. Like this was all in a fairly condensed amount of time. Like it wasn't stretched out over decades that she was seeing um, towns on and off. It was really within a period of years, like a couple, just a couple of years. I do think it was at least 10 years. I don't know. I found his. He was very nice to look at. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> like he was a very good-looking man. I don't. I'm not saying anything against that. But for me, this this specific relationship was um, kind of useless for me. Like useless to the point that I don't understand. Like it was very useful for her obviously at the moment when she had her first tournament. He was important for her there. I totally fully assign uh, that. But I think the importance they gave him in the in the series was unnecessary and made no sense for me. I trying to find out what the time span is. Mm-hmm. I am because it will bug me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Wikipedia. The time span of Queen's Gambit, 67 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Not the answer I was looking for. Well, I'm wondering if they know because I don't think it's very obvious. So unless somebody said it's from X, Y, and Z, I'm not sure. It says it begins in the mid-1950s and proceeds into the 1960s. So the orphanage scenes were in the 1950s. And then, like, the, what was it, 1968 and 69 was the chess tournaments that they were talking about. What? Or that they went to. 90 what? Nin- it was, like, 1968 and 1969 were kind of the years that they kept showing um, on the... On so the, it's, um, like, b- 
between the 50s like if you say 55 it's 15 years from the orphanage to Mm -hmm. but the orphanage when she was a young girl like what i'm saying is when she was adopted by alma that there was but really then it's only like 10 maybe years a span of like five or six years yeah but when she said she came into the orphanage at nine is what they said like somewhere so when she's 15 it's six years and then to to 96 from the 50s it's like seven eight years nine years uh okay she's like if she was say mid 1950s when and she was nine years old right so six years on top of that is uh 61 so okay maybe seven years like i don't think i don't yeah. think it was like a very very long time but then i don't understand how they all talk about her being so grown up at the time you know what i mean like they, pre they suddenly presented her as like this huge adult who is doing things and that's mm -hmm. what confuses me about the timelines because it was so not clear how much time actually passed between then yeah i don't think there was a lot of time and it was really not clear and it's obviously not clear because mm. we're like what was the time mm. um but yeah that was something that was weird for me i was like after her mother died and she was like oh, i'll just buy this house and i'm like aren't you like 19 like yeah, was, yeah i don't know it's just very very confused fun fact uh, about this movie which i found trying to find out how long this was supposed to be um the queen's gambit was originally supposed to be a film back in 2008 directed by heath ledger starring elliot page no way yeah and then unfortunately heath ledger passed away and it didn't happen imagine that movie yeah would have been totally different <gasps> i'm kind of sad that didn't happen but i will I forever mourn heath ledger's death anyway so on that shocker I don't have anything else to say. I think I've covered no. everything. Um, but honestly, this is one of the, the shows of the year for me. Um, is it? Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. Um, I, I may have sounded at times like I was poo-pooing it, but I wasn't. I just like to talk shit a lot. Um, I genuinely enjoyed this a lot. <laughs> I think whenever something that, that ha like that happens, I'm always the one who kind of poops on stuff. It's yeah but yeah but like, that's it, not always the reason because i also don't like things but just because i talk about shit all the time i i appreciate that uh the queen's gambit started a bit of a repopularity of chess as well because who doesn't love chess i mean i don't know if i i did the chess course once when i was um younger so i know what a rochade is but that's absolutely everything <laughs> My dad taught me to play chess when we were on holiday in New Brunswick once. Aww. So apparently yeah. there are loads of different things to know and I, I don't think my brain is strategic enough for shit like that. I'm definitely not strategic enough, but yeah. I enjoyed it all the same. Yeah, it was really interesting to watch. Cool. So that was our opinion on The Queen's Gambit. And yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Yeah. Um, we'd love to know what you thought about The Queen's Gambit, so let us know in the comments of wherever you see this episode. Send us an email at hi at geekcaring.com or join us on Discord at geekcaring.com forward slash Discord where we can talk more about The Queen's Gambit or Perfect. other things as well. Or other things. So see you again next week for another amazing episode of Geek Caring. Bye. Bye. 
you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 